0: it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Scores!
1: Live
2: in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the T.C. Martin
0: Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. It's time to get your daily prescription from The Doctor.
1: A
2: power play goal by the captain, T.C. Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fudd. right up front. Younger, fed inside of the net. Score! Giroux! The Doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this wild Wednesday edition of the Hump Day. There you go. All right, we'll continue on. We'll talk a little... Vegas Golden Knights this hour as they take on the Edmonton Oilers in game number 1 at T-Mobile Arena tonight. Stanley Cup playoffs uh, continue on. NBA playoffs as well. Game 1 of the books in the West with the Lakers and the Warriors and Lakers win 117-112 last night. So we'll continue talking about that and uh, we'll Joel and Beat play Tonight for the Philadelphia 76ers, we'll have to wait and uh, check all of that out. All right, hour number one, we talked with Chris Bazio, talked about Major League Baseball, the surprise teams, the injuries that uh, we have seen here, the crazy injuries, uh, especially with uh, the pitchers, including Jacob deGrom and Houston Astros. Lost a couple pitchers here as well, too, Luis Garcia and um, Jose Arquide, Uh And uh, we'll continue to see more and more of that. Why? Well, because of, uh, the pitch clock. All right. So got that and a whole lot more coming your way here in, uh, hour number two as we continue to talk about, uh, what is transpiring here in Vegas, not only with the Golden Knights, but also the Oakland A's situation with the, uh, the A's contemplating uh what they're going to do <laughs> here in Vegas even though the they have said that they've got 49 acres of land they uh, purchased that land right there off of Tropicana and I-15 but now the big question is what is going to happen here what is going to be Las Vegas's response as the Oakland A's owner would like 500 million dollars of public assistance money to make sure that this uh, stadium gets built. So that is an interesting, you know, turn that we didn't think that fans would we be having this conversation again uh, like we've uh, had before. And I think that is going to be a big red flag when you look at housing a team or having another team, you know, come here, um especially a team that is not a successful team. It's a transplant team. It's not a homegrown team or situation, the way the Vegas Golden Knights was in regarding the NHL. So Raiders, a little different story, as we know. Raiders have a worldwide fan base. You built a shiny new stadium, a two billion dollar stadium in Allegiant Stadium that you know was going to not only uh, attract people to go to the games, but it is the NFL. It is the king, and the money that is generated from building that stadium, as we've seen with all of the uh, big concerts and you know international soccer matches, Super Bowl coming, um, all kinds of uh, of huge events. Final Four will be coming in a couple of years as well, too. So that is a different beast altogether in comparison to what transpires when you're talk about building a baseball park or a baseball stadium that can only house maybe a maximum of 34,000 fans. They're talking about building this uh baseball stadium for the A's with a capacity of 30 to 32,000 uh retractable roof, but there'll be other events that will come there. I and mean, we've seen, you know, concerts, you know, come to historic ballparks that we never thought would. I mean, we're seeing concerts at Wrigley Field. We're seeing it uh, at Fenway Park uh, in, in San Francisco. And it does give another option of something that's larger than T-Mobile Arena, you know, for 18 or 19,000 fans. Now, hey, we got a concert that we think it could draw 25 or 30,000 fans, you know. Let's let's go with that. But Alan Snow when he was here yesterday ta- brought up a very good point saying that you've got the Sphere is coming from Madison Square Garden, and that will open at the end of the year. Uh, YouTube will be opening that place, and I've already heard that they're having some issues with that about having groups, you know, coming here. Uh, the cost, not only of the building, but the prices that they're going to have to charge, you know, fans, you know, to come to these concerts because this is going to be a state of the art indoor arena that they're spending two billion dollars on now it's two billion for 65,000 seat allegiance stadium you're talking about spending two billion on an indoor arena that seats 18,000 oh they're gonna have all this high-tech stuff from audio visual perspective man that's that's gonna to be tough to recoup but msg coming here they've uh They've got some deep pockets and, uh, we'll see, but there's another building. I mean, look, I mean, Resorts World, you know, they've got another building that's, that's there. Doesn't seat that many people, but we look at all the, the great music venues that we already have from Planet Hollywood to the Venetian and in to the park MGM and all those seat anywhere from like six to eight thousand. That are great venues that are really concert first venues, right? And then on, then you got, of course, Mandalay Bay can seat 10,000 MGM grand garden, the, the multi-use arenas, you know, there seats, you know, 15,000. Of course, T-Mobile arena. I mean, look at all of the arenas that we have here. And then you're going to spend $2 billion on this thing for, you know, to go down to that end of the strip, the north end of the strip, where, you know, MSG and the spirit I mean, it's going to be beautiful. There's no question about it. But what is enough is enough here? You know, and let's talk about some of the smaller venues, like the Chelsea. 2,500 seats. You know, they are beautiful. But, man, the entertainment dollar is getting stretched and stretched. And you wonder why owners like Mark Davis, who, you know, is the owner of the Las Vegas Aces as well. This is going to be in direct competition with major league baseball. So of course, you know, like we talked about yesterday, you know, he never had a great relationship with the A's, especially in those latter years, you know, of battling for the, um, the Coliseum and having to, you know, pay that rent. It's like, Hey, this is one of the reasons why the Raiders left Oakland and now the A's you know, more than likely, are gonna, you know, follow the Raiders and and come here to Vegas. So yeah, there's there's upside, there's downside to all this stuff. I know there are some people who are thinking, okay, you know, when is enough is enough? How many sports teams do we need? But when you really look at the big picture here, it is generating a lot of revenue for the city of Las Vegas. It's created so many jobs. It has. But the people that are kind of getting a little bit better out of shape or the people that have to pay these tickets. You know, tickets are not getting any cheaper. They're <laughs> getting more and more expensive, whether it's sports or it is, um, you know, entertainment. So, who knows? All right. Speaking of entertainment, my friend.
0: Question for you, though. Yes, sir.
2: So, the Sphere. Yes.
0: Have they decided what they're doing on the outside of that? I know it's like a giant LED, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the panel's. Have they decided if they're, like, going to have some weird, like, design on it to make it look like a cool building? Are they going to make it look see-through to where, like, I would almost, to wherever you are, you can look at it and see what you would look if it wasn't there. Yeah.
2: I haven't heard. The only thing that I heard that, you know, they're spending so much money on this was uh in the interior. So the interior is going to look exceptionally nice, very, very plush. Uh, and again, they're spending so much money on the latest you know, audio sound. yeah, it, it, it's supposed to be unlike anything we've ever had. But I would agree with you that the bars are going to look nice. The sweets, they're going to have extraordinary sweets in there as well too. But the outside, how important is that? And maybe it is important, considering the location, because that's really not going to be visible to anybody, especially at that end. And it's already kind of pocketed in off the strip a little bit. So
0: And honestly the only like you'll only be able to see it for like two blocks. Yeah. And then if you're riding in the high roller. That's about the only reason that's about the only ways
2: you'd be able to actually see that thing. Are they gonna light the beam? Yeah. You know, after a victory? Yeah. I'm I'm being funny here with the kings, you know I know. So lighting the beam up in the sky, kind of like Steph. the Luxor and everything. Steph? Yeah. No. That'd be the Knicks. Who eh? Hey, you know, Nicks, Knicks are playing well. They're in the playoffs. MSG, Sphere. Yeah, I I wondered that myself about what they're going to do with the uh, the exterior.
0: Just wondering them. if it's going to be like a scrolling billboard, and I'm going to hate that. To where it's just upcoming shows just randomly circling. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's you know it, it's amazing how they are building these things, and you look at it and you're going like, okay, what is this going to look like, and how is it going to look like, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, boom, it's up. Yeah. It it is crazy. I and I brought this up yesterday. I'm still trying to figure out what is this Formula One going to look like? What is the track? This remember, this is a race track. It's a race track. And you're talking about having it part of the strip in Las Vegas Boulevard and then having it off of Harmon, Koval, and then even you know, west of the strip, right? I'm still trying to picture how this is going to look. And then here's my other question is, we're going through all this construction right now, and I can't even fathom. Like, okay, this is supposed to be December. Here we are in May, and it looks like you're not even close to having anything done. What is that going to look like?
0: They just started in front of um, Flamingo, and it is... Oh,
2: yeah. Ask me how I know that. Because you traveled it. Yeah, because I was on Flamingo two days ago, and I I made the mistake, okay? I was coming out of Howard Hughes Parkway, right? Now, coming out of Howard Hughes, I said, oh, I'm going to come this way over to the station and some of my favorite eateries and make a ride on Flamingo. One hour, my friend. One hour, I went from there to across the Strip. It took me. I was not moving, condensed to one lane, It was a joke. And I want to know how long is this going to be? And remember we were talking about the Golden Knights early start in that Winnipeg game. I think it was game five, right? It was like, oh, people were late. It's like, oh, you know, the Tropicana situation that's going on there. Like you said, now you got Flamenco. I mean, that whole corridor is getting messed up. It is really making me one of these guys that says, I don't want to go in that area. I don't want to go to the arena. I mean, it is, it is crazy. But really, I mean, dude, what picture? Formula One, okay? Formula these guys are going to be going 150, 200 miles per hour, right? Yep. Down Las Vegas Boulevard, is it expanded? And we have twists, we have turns, we have all this stuff. I mean, I'm trying to figure what does this look like? You know? And then they have these different zones. You've got you so, know the, so, uh, the, the pit the pit area.
0: So the map that I just pulled up that you're okay. looking at, okay. all of the colored areas, yes, are the only spots that are going to have gr- have stands
2: like grandstand
1: area.
0: Yep. Yeah, those are the only ones. So you're looking. So, oh, there's uh, one missing because there's the one at the link or not at the link at oh no maybe that's that's on the other side,
2: I, I don't know, so. Are are they widening the strip? Are they widening? No, these they're rows? putting they just, different
0: uh, texture it, onto the strip. So different texture, be, so that the cars when they're going 150, 200 miles an hour, right,
2: will have okay. a little bit. of... So, grip. what about the 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 uh, the median? You know, it's where you going to be there? It's going to be here. so. You're just going to have like those three lanes.
0: You're gonna the, like, the, the, going to have like they're going basically in front going of the Bellagio,
2: the Cosmopolitan, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. All right. So, what 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 about the traffic going to the south, from north to south. It's going
0: to be... cut. The, the strip will be closed that day, I can guarantee you.
2: Well, I get... Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. But I'm just saying, our cars going to go on both sides? I
0: don't think so. I haven't seen that.
2: I, I don't know what it's going to look like. And then, what's it going to look like afterwards? So, we're going to have more construction after the race is over to get back the... The pavement, asphalt, whatever you want to call it. Because like you said, they're resurfacing this thing, yeah, right? it's horrible. To put a d- different surface. <sighs> so, and how is this going to, to to bring in money and make money? That's what I want to know.
0: I mean... Because they're paying for tickets to get in here. Okay,
2: but where can you watch that? There's, it's not like you could seat 50,000 people. It's not like you're going to go out to the Speedway, right? Well, I they, mean, they, you have limited grants. Literally, can you look this up or do you know how many... How much seating is there? How many people are gonna be able to watch this? So how do they how do they make money? I understand you're getting hundreds of thousands of people that are coming to Vegas, but if there's limited grandstand viewing, all right? How is this gonna be this huge moneymaker? Because the way I see it, construction's not free. No. The massive construction that is going on for this event. It's costing
0: millions upon millions. Well, I mean, it helps that it's 500 bucks a ticket. So, <laughs> you know,
2: okay, to go watch cars go, it's a pretty good sound effect there. It's better than my, you know, NASCAR, but, but at least that's
0: the, the reason I went so fast. Yeah, because that's how quick it is. Yeah, 150, 200. Right. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. exactly
0: you'll You'll just hear, dum, dum, yeah,
2: dum. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. She put that in the spot. Her I should. Um, how many people can watch this race?
0: I'm trying to find out. Hmm.
2: I would really like to know all those questions. If someone has the answers, hit me up. I'd love to hear seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. I'm because I just don't understand the whole Formula One thing. I don't understand it.
0: Tickets are not even on sale yet.
2: They're not on sale
0: yet. They don't. They don't go on sale till yeah. no, till November. Okay.
2: Well, because they probably don't have, you know, a construction. They, they probably don't the, have number. Knowing exactly how they're they're going to so set this thing up.
0: They just started the grandstands inside the fountains at Bellagio.
2: Grandstands inside so the fountains. So you're going to be okay. sitting over
0: the water? Over the water. So here's my thing. All these people that are coming to Vegas not realizing that it's F one weekend, right? Which there'll be a lot that don't. Yeah. How many people want to go see that show?
2: Well, it's it's shut off for a few days. <laughs> it's exactly so yeah. you're losing that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or what are you gonna do? Put it, you know, have everybody go to the backside of it and just see the back of
2: it. It's a cluster, man. It's a cluster. Hey, it's 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 great publicity. It's like, hey, Vegas has all this stuff. They got F one. They have Formula One. That's great. I just trained to. You know, picture the logistical side of this and how that's all going to play out. Having a grand prix on Las Vegas Boulevard. So when you have this idea, say, "Hey, that's pretty cool, man. That's cool." Okay, now what's it going to look like? Oh, and yeah, for us poor people that live here, uh, you've got to endure this construction for the next six months. What do you got? Breaking news. How many people are going to be able to watch the Formula One race I feel, on the strip live?
0: I feel like this is, no, this is off 3,000. Well, 3,000.
2: 3, 3,000? That would... Yeah. You would think I'm, it's going I'm, to be a heck of a lot more than I'm, that. I'm, but if you're saying they're only building a, a few grandstands...
0: There's only a I couple mean, grandstands. So, but I feel like each grandstand should be at least
2: 1,000. At least?
0: Yeah. at le- You know what I'm... Yeah. You're going to have yeah. six
2: or... Six, seven, eight rows. So you're getting 3000 huh? Hard Rock International, the new owner of the Las Vegas Strip Resort, announced that its plans to offer seating for the highly anticipated Formula One event. Oh, that's There'll just for the
0: Hard Rock spot.
2: The, yeah, the grandstand structure will be set up for 3000 Okay, so different hotels are for- going to be setting up. So average that out. So two to three thousand in the front of the Bellagio, three thousand in front of the Hard Rock. Okay. So how many grandstand areas? Do, One, two, right, do they have three, mapped out? Four, five, six. Okay. Six, six, and so maybe eighteen to twenty thousand That's what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Okay. And none of them are on the strip. None, none of, none of the, the none of the grandstands that they have here are, well, are you, the ones you, on the strip. You said the Bellagio though. But that's. Not on here. There's oh there's one here too.
2: Okay. So seven. Okay. Including the Bellagio. The one, Bellagio. Yeah. The
0: Bellagio's the only spot on the strip you can watch mm-hmm. it. That's
2: good luck on that, my friend. That's, that's completely and that, I'll watch it on TV. Sh- <laughs> I'll see
0: a hell of a lot more. Name
2: me one Formula One race car driver. Go.
0: Mario Andretti Jr. It, <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering if locals are going to go. No, watch this. Nope, they're not paying 500 bucks a shot. I tell Think you about this. You're
0: you're a local. Yeah. Uh. Besides Friday, how much do you avoid that strip? Yeah. Yeah. There's
2: no locals question. hate the strip. They do. I there's and, not a
0: thing that gets me and on this. And this
2: whole construction thing is just you know driving people uh, uh, away from it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, again, cool idea. But I really want to see how this thing will get played out here. You know, how successful it will be from a financial standpoint, uh, how much of a not of a nightmare it will become.
0: It's going to be a nightmare, no matter uh, what. I think so. I don't know. I mean, you go from TI to Flamingo. Uh huh. That's the only strip spot you can that that that, that you've got. Why not put this the entire way down the strip?
2: So we know how loud it is at auto racing events, especially when you go out to the speedway, right? So you're gonna How loud is this gonna be? Because you're gonna be on top of this.
0: But you're gonna put it towards you know, you're gonna put it on the eastern side of that. So like, you know, all of this area, all of that east side of the strip is gonna get all of the sound. Because it's going to be behind all of the... like, You're going to have a little strip that's going to be tucked in the buildings. You're going to go up Flamingo. Yeah. Then you're going to go around and over here.
2: But if you've got a seat in the grandstand area at the Bellagio, it's going to be just as loud. It's going to be just as loud. But all of that noise is towards the eastern side. I would have gone
0: like a long stretch on the strip. Because more... (laughs) If you're going to close the Strip, you might as well go think. How, how far did the Aces close?
2: Oh, it was just literally two blocks, you know? But it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, New Year's Eve. Three blocks, yeah. New Year's yeah. Eve, they true, do the same thing.
0: True, true. I would have closed this thing completely and just gone basically from Sahara to just before the sign, uh, T- Tropicana.
2: Yeah, but okay, but they did this because obviously, again, it's just not a, a drag race. I mean, you're no, but, but I'm, but, but you're, you know, but you're going. Up so what is this? This is, encompasses the tracks about two and a half miles or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, something like that.
0: And I mean, you're circling the sphere. Hmm. If they damage the sphere, we're never going to get it open.
2: <laughs> that was going to damage the sphere.
0: <laughs> two hundred mile an hour car comes through here. Guess what
2: happens? I I understand. These are professional drivers, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there's never, and there's going to be barricades. They're just going to protect the sphere, protect the fountains. There's, you know, there's that's there's, there's the livelihood nev- of the city.
0: There's never been a crash in an F1 race.
2: I'm sure there have. Of course there has. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But there's going to be barricades and that sort of thing. And I don't know. Yeah. There. That's a good homework assignment for you. Like, uh, what kind of damage has been done? You know, in France or wherever Monte Carlo, wherever they do these things at.
0: So you were teasing something before the break. Yeah. Can we hit that now or do you want to wait?
2: No, I'm going to wait on, on the other side. Okay. That. Speaking of entertainment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll do that uh, on the other side uh, where we come back. All right. Um There you go. Talking about what is happening in this city. It's crazy, isn't it? But this is why we are the sports and entertainment capital of the world.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes. And I want to welcome you back to the TC Martin Show.
2: Uh, I'd like to hear Golden Pipes sing this song. That's what I'd like to do. One of my favorites. All right. We got the Vegas Golden Knights in action tonight. Golden Pipes will be belting it out. You know, he can do the Canadian National Anthem, too, but they've been having the the other girl that's been doing it. I do like that they do that, that they split it up. Yeah, it is good. It is good. All right. Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers tonight at T-Mobile Arena 630. Our good friend, Brian Salmon from News 3, he'll be there. He's going to be dressed to impress like he always is. But we got some jams going on. A little Shaka Khan and b Sal. Go ahead and hit it. Oh, one of
1: my favorite songs ever. Oh, I'm supposed to do it. I needed someone. some work. I'm not not forever. What's my song? Oh.
2: I want more Shaka, all right? I want more Shaka and less I Bees mean. out. <laughs> <laughs> We're, all right. really all right. We're gonna blast <laughs> this chorus right now as we get ready, oh, yeah. like only we could oh, do. Yeah. The T.C. Martin Show. It's a Wild Wednesday because there ain't nobody, ain't nobody like us singing Shaka. Out. so so uh, we got That's some we got song. some music we got some music to talk with you about and so nunchuck was oh. asking me he goes hey what's your favorite yeah. shaka song and i go wow i've got like a few of them but you know ain't nobody is, is probably it for me that one just gets By me far. juiced yeah
1: oh I, I listen to that song literally all the time yeah. I, I play that for my girls i love that song love that song you put me in a good mood, man. I appreciate that. Good
2: work. There you go, man. That's how we roll here, <laughs> oh, man. man. All right. So I'm going to go from putting you in a good mood to maybe a not so good mood. All right. I, I hate. I already you, know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you already know. Do you know where we're going with this? Yeah. You do. Yes. You really do. Warriors losing last night to the Lakers? Well, that was bad, but this is not a. This is not a sports. Uh uh, a sports oh. thing here this is this is a music thing now you you may be okay with this because again you're you know a little younger generation so <laughs> the the breaking news we have here my friend is that we have the 2023 class of inductees have been announced today for the rock and roll hall of fame are you ready okay, peace okay. out
1: all right yes yeah, go ahead and check it out
2: all right here we go headline by Kate Bush, Kate Bush.
1: Yeah, thank Signing you.
2: I know Kate Bush. <laughs> no, I'm ch- give Signing me some under. Kate Bush. All right, I'm Kate Bush, the Rock and Roll okay. Hall of Fame. I look forward to this each and every year. And HBO does a fantastic job. I liked it a lot better when uh, it was broadcast from the Garden, but then they moved it to Cleveland. You know, in the in the arena there, and that's okay. But Kate Bush. All right, this is your Kate Bush. What, what genre is even, is this even, Chuck? 80s crap. 80. Kate Bush, <laughs> V-SAL. All right, you ready? Should I continue? Cheryl. Yeah, please do. I and and I ready. want to know, are you, thumbs up, thumbs down. All right, Sheryl
1: Crow. Sheryl Crow has the one good song that I really like. But well, yeah. she's
2: pretty. <laughs> she, she's pretty. Okay. Rock and roll Hall of Fame. Okay. I, I, I can make it go. Missy it's Elliott. One hit wonder to it, me,
1: honestly. She's Missy good. Elliott. Yes. Definitely deserves to be in somebody's Hall of Fame. She's got a bunch of hits. She, she does. A bunch in
2: somebody's. Hits. But does she belong in the rock and roll Hall of Fame? I guess the, the, it's not rock and roll anymore because we've seen the rap groups go. We've seen the hip hop groups go. You know, we really haven't seen like, too many. one BMC went in there, right? They, they yeah, did. I figured, they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it's a I think it's a music hall of fame more so than a rock and roll hall of fame.
2: Uh, I exactly. Yeah.
1: Um George Michael Yeah, he deserves to be in somebody's hall of fame. George Michael's got some joint.
2: Okay, we'll go with that. Um Willie Nelson Now my question is Willie yeah. Nelson. The guy's what, 93 <laughs> or whatever. It's a, it's about time. I mean, how can... uh, he,
1: he should have been in somebody's right?
2: Something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here you Man. go. Uh okay.
1: Rage Against the Machine. I mean they they've got a lot of they've got a well, I don't know, I should say they've got a lot of songs because I don't know a lot of their <laughs> but I know that they're immensely popular. And I I'm a fan of Rage Against the Machine, even though I don't really I'm a fan of them and not so much their music. Okay. I only know like one of their songs. Okay. I know they did a cover of uh with Public Enemy. Okay. And anything with Public Enemy is good.
2: Okay. And uh then one that I can endorse when I say finally getting in. <laughs> here we go, baby. The spinners are going in, V-SAL.
1: The spinners? <laughs> the
2: spinners? Really? Of course. You got to have the spinners in there. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. I'll be around.
1: I mean, rubber uh, band man. Choice. I'll be there. Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, here I'll we i around like one of my, I'll be around like a really, really good song. Yeah. Here we go. Well, Why you yeah. sing it? There we go. Whenever you call me, yeah, I'll be there. That's a good song. The Spinners! I think they're from Philly. They might
2: be from Philly. Absolutely, absolutely correct. I've worked with them on numerous occasions. Great guys to work with. So we got the Spinners, and then uh, you've got, uh, so those will be the inductees, and then you've got the recipients of the Musical Influence Award, uh, DJ
1: Cool Herc. (laughs) Cool Herc. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got one of the biggest songs ever. For real, for real. Like that, uh, uh, Let Me Clear My Throat. No, that, that, that's, that's DJ it, Cool. No, that's not him. That's DJ
2: that's Cool. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. Cool Herc. But cool then, Herc, the rapper. I, I don't know. Yeah. D- unless is Yeah, it, Cool Herc. Well, hold on, man. That's a good point. Is DJ Cool the same as DJ Cool
1: Herc? Nunchuck? N- the same? Let me clear I, my I throat? Cool Herc. I think Cole Herc is a rapper, and I think he's one of the like one of the first rappers in the Bronx that kind of influenced a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Link we definitely needs to be there. Link yeah. Ray.
0: This is mine that, that should is. have been in like fifteen years ago. Who? Link, Link Ray?
2: Link, Link Ray. Really? Yes. Fifteen I don't know years who that ago. Is. Yeah. M-
0: maybe five. <laughs>
2: okay, maybe five goes to the fifteen. Maybe five. <laughs> All
1: right. It, who is Link Ray? I don't know who that is. I, hold I, on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Link Ray was a contributor. Because this is my song from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Link Ray was involved in this song?
0: This is Link Ray, 100%. Uh,
2: this is not. Okay. Okay. I can see you. All right. Uh, Al Cooper, Bernie Toppin, and, you know, no, no, not Alice Cooper. No, be Sal. Al Cooper, K O O P E R. Al Cooper. Al Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is. Bernie. I don't know who Al Bernie is. Taupin. And don't don't act like you don't know who Bernie Taupin is with Elton John. Okay, so you know that that's cool. And
1: Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Man, there you go. I love Shaka Khan, man. Shaka Khan's got ain't nobody's like literally one of the best songs ever. All
2: right. I don't know. You know, here's my problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> with uh, some a lot of these other Hall of Fames. The problem is uh-huh. that you're getting this, not just from us, from other people, like who are half of these, because they induct too many in one class. You don't need to be inducting uh-huh. 10, 11, 12. You don't. It just, it's, it thins your <laughs> class. Don't you agree with that? You don't need to do that. Well, Keep, keep it at
1: five. Keep it at five? Yeah. Well, some of these people are going to, um, like, they're at the end of their rope. <laughs> how's Willie Nelson not been in there before? That's absurd. I know Shaka Khan. That's absurd. Like she's been since the '80s. Like that's... Shaka Khan's got so many hits. Oh, like, even before yeah, that,
2: that's... brother. I mean, she was Rufus and Shaka Khan in the
1: early '70s. Are you kidding? Yeah. Early '70s, yeah, I mean '60s. Like, yeah, could be in all Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know that, that that there's a lot of people. But maybe you know, Devil's Advocate is maybe they're allowing so many people because they're they're from so many different genres. It's like two people for you, two people for you, two people for you. What it? You name like what, two or three? Yeah. But, but, but it's just,
2: maybe? yeah, but the, it's true. But the bottom line is you're just, it's, it loses its luster, you know, when, and they never used to uh, induct this many before. And I, I get it while they're doing it. They're, they're getting it because, okay, they, they think, okay, volume is good and we'll draw all these people from the different genres or whatever. But, you know, for me, a hall of fame is a hall of fame. And there are some here that were saying deservedly so, but then there's others were saying, really? I mean, should, should they be in? So I don't know. I just think that, you know, when you have so many, you just, you're shortening your, your lifespan. It
1: dilutes it. I I get it. No, that's a, that makes. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. All right, bro.
2: What make, what, how much of this Formula One makes sense to you about uh, tearing up the strip, doing all this stuff, uh, what they're doing to the roads, the people that are coming to town. I don't know if you've dove into the the full coverage with this yet and what your plans are (laughs) because this isn't until what December, but uh, what what is your take on the whole Formula One situation?
1: my take is it's great for the city. The fact that it's here and it's put more eyes on the city and blah, blah 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 Like that stuff. Like I think that's all cool. Um as far as the race, like I can care less about the race. Um the only thing I like about it is the fact that it puts a spotlight on Las Vegas. And it, it gives us another feather in our cap that we can say that we we've had. But as far as um and I guess it, it's prompting the city to do some um some infrastructure work, I guess. But that. Also means that traffic is, I mean, everywhere you go, it's just driving me crazy. Cause you try to think of different ways to go somewhere and you know, oh, this is coned off. Oh, this is coned off. But at the same time, it's stuff that probably needs to be done. Like for instance, for us getting a Super Bowl, it's the same thing as us getting the Formula One. Like they're doing that. I bet you that, that Tropicana. Fiasco has something to do with the Super Bowl because you know, you have to get that bridge right yep. and get everything set up there. So, um, you know, it, it to, to be one of those kind of cities and to increase our media market and all that other kind of stuff and the whole stuff, we have to do some improvements on infrastructure. So it's just growing pain, but it's irritating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's highly irritating. <laughs> All right, my friend, we, we've
2: we got uh, game one tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Very entertaining series. I mean, we talk about, you know, Lakers and uh, the Warriors as far as, like, being wow, uh, the wow factor in the WNBA playoffs early on. I think you got that with Edmonton and the Golden Knights as that wow factor uh, in this round, two, the Western Conference of semifinals. And the Golden Knights are not the favorite. Even though they are the higher-seeded team, they have home ice advantage, but the Oilers are the hottest team in hockey right now, B-SAL. And uh, this is going to be one tough series for the Golden Knights.
1: I love the fact that, that they are the underdog. I wasn't sure if they were the underdog. I kind of thought that they might be the underdog, but the fact that they actually are the underdog, you know, like I know, um, they could play in their favor, somewhat like the Sacramento Kings, you know, no one respects us and you know, people think we're gonna lose and we're the favorite and us against the world. So I love the fact that they have that that as an option. Um, but as far as the series going to be fantastic, I completely agree. Like, man, first of all, hockey playoffs are just insane anyway. Right? Right. Like that Seattle game <laughs> with bananas last night. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the fact that, uh, Florida, <laughs> they're the hottest team right now. Forget, <laughs> forget the Edmonton Oilers. How are the Edmonton Oilers are the hottest team right now when Florida just knocked off the team that had the best record ever, ever in the NHL. And they won their opening round series, and Florida just kind
2: of barely got into the playoffs. Well, no, right? I'll, so, I'll, I'll tell you why because the Edmonton Oilers are the hottest team because they've won 18 of the last 21 games. They haven't lost, and those three losses were in overtime. They haven't lost in regulation since March the 11th. So, I mean, they reg- lost to the
1: Golden Knights.
2: Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: They lost to the Golden Knights. No,
2: they no they they didn't lose to the Golden Knights. They beat the yeah, Golden they, Knights. They, sef- they beat the Golden Knights seven to four back on March the what twenty eighth or whatever. But anyway, they, hey, what eighteen out of like twenty one man
1: before that. Eighteen out of twenty one brother. That, right. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm gonna look that up like right now. But I, I, they played like a home and home. Didn't they beat they beat Edmonton here or something? Then they had to go to Edmonton and they beat them there or something like
2: that. I'm, I'm, that was like way back when. I'm just saying, eighteen of the last twenty one games they have won.
1: Okay. That's crazy. Well, I'm talking about the playoffs. That is bananas. That is bananas. Yeah. But they mean they they beat L.A. and L.A. kind of looked like a, a a world beater. Like they looked like they really could have been a problem for somebody. So it's good that they got them out of the way. But I think that the Golden Knights match up pretty well with Edmonton. I don't think they're tripping off of Edmonton. Like oh my god, they're so right. Kind of how um kind of how Florida was looking at Boston because they split with Boston during the regular season, so they looked, they weren't in awe of them. And they didn't show them respect. I think the Golden Knights are similar to that with Edmonton. They're not like... They're not scared of Edmonton. Oh, you know what I mean? Right, right. No, I agree.
2: I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying that when you have Connor McDavid and you got, uh, you know, the scoring machine that uh, Edmonton the drive has. Title. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, they're, they're number one in goal scoring. They're number one in power play. And, and for me, it's all going to come down to, uh, how's Bressois going to, to handle that, uh, that offense, you know, uh, of the Oilers. Yeah. I think, you know, that that's going to be, be a great for, series, man. It should be great. It really, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's really, you know, think about that. I would rather see that in, in a Western Conference Final than I would the Seattle Kraken or somebody else. But hey, you give the Kraken credit, right? I mean, give them
1: credit. Man, you got to give the Kraken credit. Yep, that's it. All right, <laughs> give man. the Kraken credit. Let's go back I to our,
2: let's go back to our sport, man. And you're right, uh the Warriors and the Lakers last night. Uh, the Lakers oh. get the job done. Anthony Davis phenomenal with 30 points and 20 rebounds. And I don't know how you felt watching this game, but for me, it was like, okay, well, the Warriors are—you know—they're—they're they're going through the motions. They're not flustered. They They'll, you know, they're—they're going to be okay. But at the end, the, yeah. and then they got behind. But then here comes the Warriors' rally where they went on a 14-0 run. I'm thinking, okay, here we I go. Know. And then, and then, Jordan Poole got kind of stupid. You know, with, with the last couple Kinda. possessions, yeah. And he here, get though he, he, he kills me. I know, I know. He kills me. But I don't <laughs> give me your thoughts, man.
1: Oh uh, well, uh, I, I I have to mirror a lot what you said in the fact that the the Warriors seem like they're going through the motions. They were the first possession of the game. This drives me crazy. You this, this is um how you can generally tell how a game will go with the Warriors in a sense, at least for the first little bit. First possession of the game, Steph Curry turns the all over. I, I hate Steph Curry's lackadaisical passes. Like these little, eh, they, I, they, they drive me absolutely insane. So he turned over the very first pass in the game. He's trying to just make a simple pass. But as far as Jordan Poole, he, uh, one, they shouldn't have gave him that ridiculous contract. He did. He's He's had some good games, but he flops way too much. He flops way too much, just goes to the basket and throws himself around and throws him a bunch of garbage, and he dribbles the ball too much. Uh, he, he he tries to act like he's Steph Curry without actually being Steph Curry, which drives me bananas. Um, but that last shot of the game, when he shot it, I thought it was about as good of a shot as the kid from Strither, the kid from Gonzaga. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? That's that's how good of a shot I thought it was. I mean, because I thought that shot was terrible, but it went in. So like, okay, good. And I thought Jordan Poole's shot. He can make that shot, and he has made that shot, and he was shooting the ball pretty well. But like, you shouldn't be shooting that shot to tie the game at the end of the game. You got plenty of time. It should be a lot closer, than that, at least five. Well, not closer. not okay. We,
2: well, he had two of those. He he had two of those that were were deep. Uh, in the, like, what, two of the last three possessions and the ball should be in Steph Curry's hand. Down yeah. it. It, it should be. It's gotta be in his hands, especially this is it. This is game one, last possession. I, I know he's double teamed or whatever, but put it in his hands. He will find the open man. He will make something happen, maybe even get to the line. But Jordan Poole at times, and it looked like this last night that the stage is too big for him. At times.
1: Hero ball. How about yes, that? Hero yes, ball.
2: Yes, and it drives definitely me definitely trying to be the like hero. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. However, I will say this, because I recorded all the finals games last year. I still have all the Warriors wins on my TVR. And Jordan Poole was very good in the finals last year. Very good in the finals last year, which earned him his contract. So, I mean, you have to have that confidence, that confidence and everything else, but sometimes it works against Pool and the Warriors, and last night it absolutely worked against them because he got it rolling, but then he got a little bit too confident and started shooting balls from, you know, 35 feet. So it was 31 feet, I think the, the shot ended up being, which, like, come on, man. Jordan, come on. <laughs> <laughs> man! Uh, and you can see Steph Curry, he ran back, like, as soon as he passed it to Draymond, he tried to run over to get the ball back, and it was already gone, and then when Jordan Poole shot it, you saw the reaction like I did, that yeah. Steph Curry did, which was his natural reaction, and then he said what he said after the game, along with Steve Kerr, which they have to say that they're okay with the shot. You can't go in and kill your guy in the media, you know. They said everything that they should have said, but his actions said completely a different thing.
2: And I hope, <laughs> and, and, and I and I hope that they took care of this in the locker room, uh, behind closed doors, with themselves, and saying, "Listen, you can't take that shot at the end, okay?" When you've got a guy like Steph Curry here, you know, Steve curry has got to say that. That's got to be said. You just can't just like yeah. like blow it off. And because now, okay, you gave a game away. Okay, I say what you want about the Lakers really? last night. LeBron James wasn't great. Twenty-two and eleven, shot a horrendous percentage. And, and and I'm always ripping on him about his free throws. How about the free throw last night? Have you ever seen an I uglier know. free throw? But this is who he is. And there's going to be times yeah. <laughs> when the fatigue factor you're going to see it with the Lakers. And I got a feeling you're probably going to see it, you know, coming up here tomorrow night when there are no, you know, two days in between games anymore. It's always, it's it's one day on, you know, one day off, one day on one. I mean, that's what's going on here. So the Warriors are the deeper team, but it comes down to shot selection. And if I told you that the Warriors shot over 40% from three, you'd think, okay, they probably won the game. But the Warriors went to the free throw line six times and – the uh the Lakers went 29, and they made 25 of yeah. them. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> uh, but
2: why they, be selling? Because they're not getting to the paint. They're
1: not. They're they're they selling for the for the threes. They weren't. they weren't. They weren't getting in the paint, and they also had some. I remember one specific play when um Steph Curry went to the basket, and he seemed like he could. They they could have called a foul. Like it was a a ball they could have called a foul on. There's I mean, somewhat of a push from behind, and look. Yeah, it could have been innocent. It could have been a play on, but see, right on the other side of the court, like the very next play, I think it was Austin Reeves did the exact same thing that Curry just did, and they called the foul for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, like that? Really? Like that's what we're doing? Um, I just remember that one time. But yeah, you're right. You can't shoot fifty, what fifty-one, fifty-three three pointers and expect to get a bunch of fouls called for you if you're not going to the basket. So. The discrepancy should have been there. I don't know if it should have been that wide of a discrepancy, but it definitely should have been there because you got to go to the rack. But Anthony Davis was getting people's stuff up out of there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was hooping. Brian Salman joins us from uh, News 3, talking NBA playoffs. All right, man, you uh covered the Celtics for many, many years, and they find themselves down in a hole, losing 129-125. As a 10-point favorite, they lost game one. Talk about team going through the motions. I don't know what I'm watching, B-Sal, when I'm watching this <laughs> team here. I mean, you talk about, you know, five out and just, you know, nothing but – but dribble penetration or, or, or settling for threes here, but you know the Celtics. Watching them in that last series was disturbing against Atlanta. Watching this opening game without Joel Embiid for Philadelphia, that was disturbing. I know that most people think, okay, they're going to bounce back and, and, and win tonight, and they probably will. But I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm curious. What do you think of the Celtics?
1: I'm not a Celtic fan, and, and you know. Um... I went to Warriors games as a kid and I liked the Warriors a little bit, but my parents spoke from Philadelphia and, uh, and you knew this, like my mom was an Eagle dancer. She was also like a Sixers dancer as well. And Dr. J was my favorite player ever growing up, like my first idol. So like I was a huge Sixers fan. So I hated the Celtics, loved the Sixers. Uh, so i, I love to see what happened, but there's absolutely no way in the world that James Harden and The Joel Mm Embiid-less Sixers are supposed to beat Boston in Game One in Boston. That that should not have happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, they were out there sleepwalking, thinking that you know, thinking they're too cool for school. And this might be a hot take, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I am not. I'm not a fan of Jason Tatum, man. Like I I don't think he's that guy. I think I think that Brown is better than Jason Tatum is. And if you want an example, just look at the, the playoffs in the, the finals last year. He's always, always trying to get fouls. He's trying to, you know, the grabbing the arm and throwing his hands up. He, it's, it's all over the NBA, but he's, I think he's James Harden 2.0 as far as like the, the flopping and always crying, always crying. I, I'm just not a fan of him. Uh, I'd like, I, I like Brown. Marcus Smart Smart was a good dude when I worked out there. He was cool, you know, to deal with. He plays good defense, but he flops a little bit too. I think the Celtics if they don't if they barely win tonight or they lose, they're definitely in trouble. But if they barely win tonight, they're going to be in trouble, man. I I don't I think they're missing their coach, Dedoka. Mm-hmm. I think they're missing their coach and Jason Tatum is not the person
2: that's going to lead them to the promised land. I, I agree. In my opinion. I, I agree with you from the coaching standpoint. The, the, that this team is missing a veteran coach and, uh, uh big time, big time. All right. And, and, you know, and Doc Rivers on the other side, we'll give him a little bit of credit. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah. quick, yeah. T- uh, quick little take here on, on Denver and Phoenix. Uh, Denver was a favorite. It was favored in the series of them. They didn't have home court advantage, but, uh, did not look good, especially in these fourth quarters in the first two games
1: man how about that man kevin durant why did you just why did you leave golden state i get the whole dream on thank thing like you that. Man, i
2: know no 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 i don't get that i don't get that and you, you suck see, it don't. up and you be a teammate and you stay there and you win rings and then you don't have all this drama with brooklyn to to phoenix and all this other nonsense no 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 but i don't man, know
1: why did you leave ah uh, yeah so they're getting what they deserve you know what i mean i, I and Chris Paul drives me crazy. I can't watch him. Yeah, uh, He makes me want to fight. So, yeah, I think that... And, and honestly, I hope the Warriors can get through the Lakers. I'd rather them play Denver than play Phoenix. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Yeah. B-SAL
2: on the scene tonight. T-Mobile Arena. Where, where are you going to be perched up at, man? Well, DC
1: had a rearranged T-Mobile Arena. So, I will be... Uh, if you're looking at the stage, I'll be to the left of the stage. Kind of near the escalators that are over there, man. So... I'll be live at five o'clock so I'll, I' need to get out of here at the station in the next like 15 minutes go do your to thing. Get down there to,
2: go, go do your yeah. thing man we'll be we'll be looking we'll be looking for a pink suit tonight
1: hey <laughs> no pink suit I got the gray on man it's a suit I bought in Philadelphia yeah. Uh, so yeah but, hey but how about this, my man yeah. um I will have a surprise for you in the media section uh from channel three wink wink.
2: Oh my goodness gracious.
1: Come, come, holler at your boy. Come, holler at your boy. All
2: right. You, yes, uh, they'll, 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 they'll be some conversation, some texting going on here. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right, man. I like it. All right, I like it. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna. Be, yes, I'll, I'll, yes, I'll, yes. I'll. I'll. be getting me some. Some candy. All right. Some there we candy. Go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never heard TC flustered. You got a little bit, little baby flustered over here. A little baby flustered. There you go. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Take care. All right, you guys. Hey, and hey, good work with the Shaka Khan. Man, you made my day. Shaka. Shaka. Shaka Khan.
2: I feel for you, oh, baby. Man. I feel for yeah, you. Baby. Ain't nobody, yeah, baby. Yeah,
1: baby. All right. Ain't nobody, man. Got,
2: All right, you guys. <laughs> num <laughs> Chuck, you gotta take me out to Ain't is What you gotta take me out to, man? That's what we gotta do. You've
0: always said don't ever come b- go in and come out. So guess what? We
2: didn't do. Well, now we're going out with uh, with Ray. Yeah. Okay. I want to thank B Sal for joining me. Check him out. News three. He's on the coverage tonight. Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers. Chris Bazio. Appreciate him joining me talking of Major League Baseball with all the injuries. Everything and more up on the website of tcmartshow.com. Have yourself a good one. Back at it again tomorrow and Friday at the Westgate. Enjoy the games tonight.